Hi there, my name is Katherine Guidry. I am a wedding photographer, but I truly believe this is one of those episodes that can apply to any creative entrepreneur. But today I'm gonna to be talking about some of the biggest money mistakes that you can make in your business. Speaking of money, if you're interested in downloading our free pricing guide to help you get started on how to price your photography, be sure to visit the description for that link. Now let's dive in. How do you know that you are making money mistakes? Well, unfortunately with money, it does honestly become one of those things that sometimes you recognize it in hindsight. As you're going through and maybe you are making those mistakes, you might realize that, uh-oh, things aren't going exactly as planned. But the great news is that you can always readjust, change your course of action, and get on a better track moving forward. The reason why it's important to figure out the money side of your business, especially if you're a creative, is so that you can continue to do what you love for a living. One of the reasons that I love talking about money so much personally is because I love photography, specifically photographing weddings. And I always knew that if I couldn't fund the business, if I couldn't make a living, that I would have to do something else, you know, maybe going back to my education, which was in architecture and having to pursue that. And so I always was really passionate about, okay, how do I really make this work? How do I make this a successful functioning business? So what are some of the common money mistakes that businesses can make? The first one is gonna be not separating out your business and your personal finances. We actually have a separate business account altogether where we deposit all of our money from the business and we also spend money from the business out of that account. And then on the separate side, once we pay ourselves personally, then we spend money for our personal selves, like our groceries and things of that nature out of the personal account. So keeping those things separate really helps to make sure there's no crossover and then at the end of the year, everything is all all in one place. The second money mistake that I see pretty often is not keeping track of the business, not keeping track of your expenses, not keeping track of your income. You know, even just knowing how much you're spending every single month is huge because you know, especially with entrepreneurship, that not every month is going to be super consistent in regards to your income. And so if you know what your expenses are, then you can at least save money, build up a higher balance in your business account. So that way when things are kind of slow, you know, okay, at least I still have X per month available in that slow two month season. So for example, summers are really slow here in Louisiana and because it's really hot. And so in those months, I try to have a bigger business balance knowing that we're not gonna have as many events. And I know what my monthly expenses are and so I can refer to that. Being unaware of your booking calendar is another mistake that I think you can make. You know, burnout is very real. And if you're not keeping track of how many bookings you're having, readjusting your pricing as you continue to book for the year, those things can put you in a position of feeling very burnout and resulting in you not being able to serve your clients well. So of course, as a business, we wanna make money, but also a money mistake could be not keeping track of how much money you're making. Maybe you're just making more, 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 but then that can impact how much time you have, how much energy you have. And so that would be a money mistake in my mind. The next money mistake is gonna be not charging enough. Uh, speaking of burnout, if you are in a place where you're booking so quickly, supply and demand is very real. If you have such a full calendar, then you're going to want to raise your prices so that you can slow down your bookings a little bit. 
habit. Not charging enough is huge. It impacts how people perceive your business. It impacts the type of referrals that you get. It impacts how many bookings you get. So pricing yourselves appropriately based on your experience, your knowledge, your market, all of that really matters. And the last money mistake that I think is going to be, I mean, I say the last money mistake, there's many that you can make, but the last one that I wanted to touch on is gonna be leaving your job, if you have a full-time job, or if you have a part-time job, leaving that job too soon to pursue an entrepreneurial endeavor. One of the things that happened to me in my business was that I started the business out the gate, out of college, I had no other form of income, and so I had to take every single job I could get, even if it wasn't exactly the type of job that would fit the portfolio or was where I wanted to take the business. I would just have to take everything, everything that would make money just to pay my bills. What I've realized in the later years, even through mentoring other people, is that if you have another form of income of some sort, maybe it's a side gig or a spouse or some sort of passive income, hold on to that and try to use that to leverage your business and allow you to be a little bit more picky in terms of how much work you're taking. So I think that could really help you uh, propel the business really quickly and build the portfolio sooner. Okay, so now that we know the type of money mistakes, you might be wondering what you can do to avoid them. Well, you're already doing the right thing by listening to this right now. Education is huge. Personally, I have also spent a lot of time educating myself about money. Ironically enough, we don't focus a ton on money in high school and even in college. And so I found myself in the early entrepreneurial years listening to a lot of money podcasts. Some of my favorite money podcasts and financial podcasts are Money with Katie. I think that one's really great. Millennial Money, um, Retiring with Enough. Um, That's actually my dad's podcast, Retiring with Enough. He is very great at investing and all of those things. And so that's one that I would recommend. And Clever Girl Finance is a book that I actually just finished reading. And currently I'm reading A Broke Millennial's Guide to Investing by Aaron Lowry. So there's a lot of really great information out there that's either free or for a small price that can teach you about money. You know, what are the first steps that you need to take to get out of debt? what's an emergency fund, how much you need to have in your emergency fund. And then of course, once you get all those boxes checked, then you wanna learn about investing, whether it be real estate or the stock market and understanding what to do with that extra money that you have. When you start a business, there's a lot of other money things that come into play, maybe sales taxes and annual taxes, you know, how to keep your deposits and your expenses organized, what softwares do you need to subscribe to? Even with that, knowledge is power. You wanna have an accountant to help you, a professional who can guide you through that part of things. I know even for the specifics to photography and wedding photography, we have a membership community called the Wedding Photography Society. You can go to weddingphotographysociety.com where we do share within that group about things like insurance and softwares and that helps you as well because you have a network of people that are experienced and can guide you through that process. So knowledge, 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 educating yourself, learning about what you need to do and, and maybe what you need to not do to save money. I talk about things here in these podcasts and YouTube episodes to help you in that journey because it is a lot. We're already learning about how to shoot and how to have a good technique and create a good client experience. And on top of that, you have to learn about the business. So educate yourself, check out those resources that I just named and just get to learning. Is there a software that I recommend to keep track of money? 
Yes, a couple of them. We use Dubsado for our client management system. I'll put a discount code here for you if you're interested in checking that out. But, you know, although Dubsado is really for the client side, contracts, emails, invoices, all that good stuff, one of my favorite things about Dubsado is that right when you log in, you can set a money goal for that month. And when you log in, you can see what your money goal is, where you are in that journey. And then you can also see how many invoices you have opened the total value of those invoices. So that's a really nice tool. You can also see your transactions. So my husband, for example, he has his own architecture business. He uses Dubsado for everything, like to keep track of all of his invoices, the total amounts, and he just uses that software. I use QuickBooks in addition to Dubsado because it helps me reconcile my credit cards and my bank account for the business, all the transactions in there. It helps me decipher how much I need to pay in sales tax. So it's a little bit more granular and detailed when you have more transactions per month. So Dubsado combined with QuickBooks is great for me. On the personal side, I've also used a program called Minted, which is great for just looking at your accounts and seeing how much you're spending. However, recently we used Chase. Chase is a great bank to set up your business and your personal accounts with. I'll put a link in the description if you're interested in checking that out because I think if you sign up, you'll get a little bonus there. But the cool thing about Chase now, especially with their credit cards, is that you can actually look in the back end, like if you log into your online account, you can look and see how much you've spent per month within a certain date range, within the year, and then what categories you're spending in. Interestingly enough, in one of the money podcasts, I think it was Money with Katie that I was just listening to, she was talking about credit cards and credit card points. And so I did a little bit of research to see what credit cards we use for the business. And the credit card that I use for the business really helps you save on dining and gas. And at the time that I signed up for that credit card, I was spending a lot of time on the road and gas was a big part of my spending. Now we live in a different area and I walk most places. We don't have the car as much. I'm not on the road, you know, three hours back and forth to New Orleans both ways. And so for me, the gas points don't make as much sense. And so there was another card with a higher percentage back on points and being able to very quickly see that at a glance on the back end of Chase was really cool. And I realized that if I had made that switch, I would have made more money in points the previous year. And so anyway, it's just really cool to going back to that very, going back to the very beginning of this episode when I was talking about understanding your finances, if you know these numbers and if you're taking the time, I mean, look, I know we're busy. I know we all have a lot going on, but taking the time to do a little bit of digging and understand exactly where your finances are makes such a big difference in your goal setting and in your life. It's very easy to get caught up in working all the time, but you will get burned out if you don't keep track. And by keeping track, you can say, okay, I am working enough to pay my bills and to save and to have all the things that I really need and anything above that I don't have to do unless I want to do. And you may decide that you don't want to. You want to spend time with your friends, with your family, have personal time. And so that's really the beauty in that. So if I had to give you a little bit of advice on best financial practices, I would start with your pricing. We actually, if you go to catgeducation.com, we actually sell a one hour pricing course. It's a mini course and it'll help you structure your pricing in a way that makes sense based on a formula. Pricing is not 
arbitrary. I know that when we start our businesses, we might look around and say, oh, this person charges this much. I'm just going to charge a little less. That is not the way to do things. You want to understand your finances, know your market, and actually have a formula that you can rely on no matter if the client wants exactly the offering as it's listed or if they want to make tweaks and make it custom. So pricing is a big part of your financial strategy that you want to understand. I talked about credit a little bit earlier in this episode. Note that credit is great, especially if you're paying it off every month, but having credit card debt is not good. I will say that again, credit card debt is not good. The interest rates that credit card companies are charging is astronomical. You can find yourself accruing a lot of interest and getting stuck in a rut when it comes to credit cards. So if you're not quite ready for them, don't sign up for them. Even if they offer a bonus and you're like, oh, I want to get that quick cash, don't do it. Even to get that quick cash, oftentimes it takes you spending a certain amount of money in a certain amount of time. That's what they want you to do, right? They want you to spend a certain amount of money. So don't go into debt. You know, get the gear that you need. Don't get more than what you need. I did a whole episode recently on, you know, how to save money in the early years of your business. So check that out. But you really just want to get the things that you need to make the money. And then as you make the money, then you can build your gear, you can build your network, you can attend you know, more conferences. Start with the basics, okay? Don't get yourself in a rut. The next is gonna be number three, to protect your business with contracts. Contracts are put in place to help you and to help the client. They protect you in case of the what ifs. You know, in 2020, we went through the pandemic. We saw a lot of changes with cancellations and reschedules in the wedding photography industry. And the contracts really came into play. I was so thankful that they were set up there and they outlined the what ifs. We were able to successfully get through that really awful time together as the business with the clients through the contracts. So have those strong contracts in place. Check out our education shop. If you don't have any contracts, we do sell ours. They're lawyer approved and reviewed. So highly recommend using contracts to protect your money. And lastly is gonna be to understand your business in the inner workings so that you can do what you love, which is the creative side of the business. So no one loves, I know I do not love to sit around and reconcile my accounts, but I do it every month because it is so worthwhile and so important. So the three takeaways that I'm gonna leave you with on where to get started, the first is gonna be, I know I talked about some educational resources earlier, but for our wedding, we were actually gifted Financial Peace University, which is a Dave Ramsey book. And although we don't follow everything that Dave Ramsey says exactly to the T, that book really helped us lay the financial foundation for our marriage when we were engaged. So Financial Peace University was awesome. There's another book called I Will Teach You To Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. And I like this book also combined with Financial Peace University because Ramit's a little bit more you know, forward thinking and a little bit more laid back in his approach. So I think the combination of the two is really nice. I want you to understand pricing through actual repeatable formulas. At a minimum, download the free pricing guide to at least understand and how to get your base price, okay? And there's a video there. You can watch it or you can read about it. And then when you're ready, you can step into the pricing mini course, which will help you establish all of your offerings and how to create the custom offerings. And the third is gonna be to take some time to think about and look through where you are today. What is your current income in the business? What are your expenses? What are your personal expenses? And to really have a great hold on that. 
Please note that I am not a professional accountant. I am a photographer. So seek counsel with the professionals that you use in your business. Uh, this is just education. This is not advice in any way for you to take all of this. You know, find an accountant, someone that can really help you grow specifically in your business. But I do hope you found this valuable and helpful. Don't forget to subscribe for more content. Thank you for joining me and I wish you the best in your photography or your creative endeavors. And I hope to see you in the next episode.